It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. Hey, what's up out there in podcast land? It's Dan and Drew. And as always, this podcast has been brought to you by the Weekend Brunch at Expatriate. Delicious. The best breakfast burrito in town. And... As always, this podcast is also brought to you by the heroics of Chase Utley playing for the Dodgers last night, what? a home run and a grand slam uh, for a, contributing to a 9-1 to one Dodgers win over the Mets. Thank you, Chase. Thank you, Chase. He had enough. We're here for an emergency pod. The public was... Screaming for it after last night's insane game six. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Dan, so this is this is out of the ordinary. Like normally, you know, the format so far would be like after Monday night, you know, after The Bachelorette, after we have some new material, yeah, uh, some hoops, some Bachelorette, we get into it. But this is kind of an emergency game six situation. Uh, but we had fun the first time, right? Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, We're I, getting some good feedback. Yeah. We appreciate those of you who are listening, who texted in, who tweeted at us, uh, at Drew Martin and at Deo Tree. But um, I, we had fans from as far away as Allentown, Pennsylvania, mm. fans on campus at the prestigious Biola University. Yep. Um, you know, so that means, Dan, we've gone national. Our we've pod has at national. least gone almost, national. Almost international. Yeah. How about, yeah, when we go global, if you're listening from outside the United States, let us know. Uh, send and, us, yes. And text. many of our fans have been international. So yeah. I think by way of our fans being international, we are an international podcast. Yeah, we are almost there. So <laughs> circles of influence, people. So we, we will not be talking Bachelorette um, at this time. So if that's what you're tuning in for, mm-hmm. stay tuned. There will be a podcast soon. Uh, where we're going to talk about things like Dan's crush on JoJo and if it's yeah. getting harder for him to watch all the other guys who no, have a shot. every other guy's a joke. So. While he has no shot because he's no, not still, on the show. Shot. So JoJo, if you're listening, still because we're going to tweet the link at you uh, again, um, Dan's right here. See you soon, JoJo. If you're looking for a guy who <laughs> wears all black and plays guitar and loves the Lord and does mysterious things. <laughs> Anyways... So to the task at hand, today's going to be a little shorter. We just needed to, we just needed to get this game six. Out we of needed our, to out of game, our system. Game six, Dan. What what just happened? So game six, going into this game, uh, well, actually before game five, Oklahoma City Thunder were up three one. It seemed like Golden State was done. Yeah, you're. I, I I'm a. I don't tell this to many people. Golden State is probably my second favorite team behind the Lakers. I grew up in the Bay. I have love for Golden State. Uh, I was rooting for them this whole year to break the record. Well, that's because you love basketball. It's not even about yeah. they have to be your second favorite team. You just understand the game and you love the game. People who hate Golden State just let me know that they actually don't understand or appreciate the <laughs> game of basketball because uh, it's beautiful to watch. In the same yeah. way the Thunder are beautiful to watch. And yeah. even like if I dislike a player like, say, LeBron James, watching the big three operate in Cleveland yeah. and what they're doing, it's, it's, like, true. it's incredible to watch. So, it, Anyways, all that, all that to preface, they were Golden State was down. 3-1 to this Oklahoma City Thunder team and I I didn't think they'd win another game in the series. Oklahoma City had uh Simmons said it great the other day in his pod not to piggyback on him. They have the look of the uh the Pistons from 2002 where they just kind of came out of nowhere but yeah. they just they could just sniff it. They know they know the championships theirs. They're playing like champions. Uh Golden State seemed down and out. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, Dan. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just that it was a 3 to 1 deficit. It's that the Thunder were just 
out outplaying the Warriors mm-hmm. uh, across the board. Every category, the Warriors just didn't look like they had had anything left in the tank, and the Thunder were just supercharged. Yep. So that makes the fact that we're sitting three three, looking at a game seven, uh, remarkable, especially because game six, um, it was it, it was heroics, Dan. It was unbelievable. Amazing. It was well. Let's break it down a little bit, yeah. and and you. Uh, I just witnessed a, a heated conversation with Drew and our friend Matt Ehlers where uh, Drew brought up the fact that many people are calling this game six the greatest the, the greatest game in Golden State history, yeah, not just playoff saying. game, just great, greatest yeah, game the, in Golden the greatest, State history. Yeah, the greatest game, but may, maybe even this, people saying the greatest win in Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. history. You know, Joe, but by, by people, you actually mean Joe Lacob, who owns the team, yeah. uh, called it the greatest win that's happened in his yeah. tenure of ownership. Mm-hmm. And part of that, of course, I think, is recency bias. It was last night. It was a huge win. I'm not saying it wasn't a huge win, but but this is why this is why this game. And you can you can jump in wherever. This game was so weird to me because for three quarters, it felt like Golden State was just getting stomped on. Like it felt like Oklahoma City was controlling the pace. Oh, they absolutely did, Dan. But the funny thing was. It felt like that, but every time a quarter ended, it was a single-digit game. Yeah, and that's exactly. what was the craziest thing. It's like, it feels like the Warriors are getting slaughtered. Exactly. But the score stayed just close enough. It was just one of those weird Exactly. Things. That was a weird thing. And one of the things I felt watching the game, and I looked up a bunch of stats afterwards, uh, only to see that I was wrong, uh, it felt like OKC was just destroying Golden State on rebounds. Yeah. Like, destroying and OKC ended the game with 49 rebounds. Golden State ended with 43. Yeah. So it, there was barely a difference there. Hardly any difference. It felt like Oklahoma City was just destroying them on the glass. Um, I, no- so- I noticed that actually when I was at the Portland-Golden State game where Steph Curry came back uh, from his injury and kind of put the dagger mm-hmm. in Portland, um, which... You know, I, I appreciate it as a Warriors fan, but felt bad for, you know, right. the city of Portland because right. of what they were going through. Um, you know, a lot of excitement there. But um, I also felt in that game, I was like, man, the Warriors are getting killed on the glass. It just felt like that because they settle for the long jump shot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's tough to get that long rebound. But when I looked at the rebound differential in Portland, it was like almost, it was very close. Yeah. So, same kind of feeling. And that's because, you know, I think that's just because the Thunder attacked the rim and attacked mm-hmm. the rim and attacked the rim, and then you're in position to rebound the ball. Yeah. Um, Steph Curry, for his size, smallest man on the court probably last night. Great rebound. Uh, great rebounding night for Steph. He was Long boxing run. out Adams a yeah. couple plays I saw him. Um, it, so in that first half, Golden State shot 36%. Not and great. They, they were still – did they end that half down eight? Yeah, down eight. Which it, is or, nothing for how, yeah, how horrible. Yeah, nothing. And they, every single person I follow, like, Tons of NBA writers on Twitter, and everyone was just like, "The how are the Warriors only down yeah. like this?" And even the announcers at halftime said, "The Warriors will take that based on how they played." It was amazing. Um, any any more comments you have on the first half that you can remember? Because the second half, particularly the fourth quarter, is where things got really interesting. Yeah, no, to me. no, we saw the first half, and it didn't feel great. If you're a Warriors fan, and it felt like the Thunder, it was their game. It felt like it was their time. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like it was over. And it was in OKC, and that yeah. place is just so Oh, unbelievable so crowd. Shout out loud. if you're listening to OKC. Yeah. Mad respect. Standing the whole time. All right, let me read you a couple stats here really quick. This blew my mind. 
So with five minutes and 48 seconds left in the fourth quarter, Oklahoma City led 94 to 87. Okay. Seven-point lead. You fast-forward to the end of the game. So that's with five minutes left. A little over five, five minutes little left. over five. Seven-point lead for OKC. Up by seven. With the crowd behind them. Crowd behind them. Uh, fast-forward, spoiler alert, Golden State wins by seven. Wow. So In five I, minutes, the tide turned. Big time. A 14-point shift. And here's, um, here's some crazy stats. So... Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, many hail them to be in the top seven players of the league. I wouldn't disagree. No, no, no one, no one should disagree. In the final three minutes, they combined for twelve points on three of four shooting and six turnovers between the two of them. Oops. No one else on OKC had a single turnover, and the rest of OKC was two for three in the fourth. So yeah, two great players just had a meltdown and couldn't take care of the ball in the last mm-hmm. five minutes, and that's where we saw that point swing because uh, good defense leads to good offense and runs happen over turnovers. Exactly. And on the inverse in the fourth, Steph and Clay combined for 25 points on eight of 14 shooting. And the craziest stat. Wait, are you, saying, are you telling me 25 points in how long? In the fourth quarter. Oh, in the fourth. Okay, yeah, not yeah. in the last five minutes. No, no, no. That, that, was, like, that would be crazy. <laughs> I was like, uh, but, someone, someone should have told me but this. But here in the last five minutes, the entire yeah. Golden State Warriors team had zero turnovers. Yeah. Zero. There we go. Compared to the six in OKC. and That's and big. It's huge. And this is what's crazy to me, not to get too stat heavy here, but both teams ended with 15 overall turnovers. Which means that OKC, like literally, like you can look it up on the stats here, they they just completely choked in the last completely five meltdown. And here's what's really interesting about uh, these two teams, um, and I and I think OKC revealed wh- that they have a lack of leadership mm. on this team. They had a lack of guys just willing to call, reach down, and pull everyone together and say, "Let's close this, let's finish this, let's end this." And Golden State, they had you know, there's no re- they had every reason to be just defeated, deflated. Mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't their night. Was hasn't been their night. They've been struggling, and uh, you know you have these leaders step up. You know, even even guys that weren't on the court. We're talking Barbosa. He's mm. been here. Captain, my captain. Uh, Livingston, KG veteran. He's been through so much in his life. Mm-hmm. He's been here. You know, uh, oh, James McAdoo. Dude. <laughs> uh, we got, we're looking, and then obviously Steph being this on court leader, just yeah. pulling everyone together. And you look at OKC, and Westbrook and Durant are phenomenal talents, phenomenal talents. I can't say that enough how good they are, but they also play. I mean, Westbrook's an assassin, he's mm-hmm. not a leader. You know, they're missing the Derek Fishers they used to have in the locker room. Yeah. You know, even, you know, guys that, you know, the, the, you know, the Spurs and Lakers had guys like Robert Ory, Big Shot Bob, right? These guys mm-hmm. that are just, hey, you know, we're going to build a culture of, you know, just support and we're not going to fold when things get tough, you know? And I think Westbrook and Durant, as phenomenal as they are, I think they're expecting everyone just to come up to their level, mm-hmm. but they're not able to uh, lead guys to that level and get guys. On. Does that make sense? I don't oh, know if that total makes sense. sense. It's just, it, I think that's what we saw when one team folded at the end and one team stepped up. I think it's all leadership. Well, what I noticed, what was interesting is I, I think Russ, I think Russ and KD both uh, have the desire to be the leader. And I think they, they took steps in that direction, but they just made the wrong choices. Yeah. Like the leadership, right? Like is in an NBA game. Like I, I think kind of the unsung hero of this game for Golden State was Andre Iguodala. 
Oh, he, absolutely. You, you another KG veteran. Like, yeah. Another guy who's been in locker rooms for years. Who's been a fir- who's exactly. been who's been an elite player for years and years, and now he's a in a bench role, saying, "This is great. I I can lead from here." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But his defense on his defense on Durant in that last five minutes was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Where uh, where Russ and KD they uh, it got to like three minutes left, and Russ would hold the ball at the top. Yeah. And just dribble and kind of like try to sidestep. Yeah. And before you know it, there's seven seconds left yeah. on the shot clock. Yeah. So try to drive, get a crappy mid-range shot. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. It, so are, any, anything else you want to say about just, this game? Just Yeah, just, uh, you know, to, to keep going on that, in that, you know, on that same line of thinking. How many times has the camera cut to uh, Westbrook screaming at someone on the sideline on yeah. his team? Right. Just the level of emotion there that they're mm. that they're kind of you know that's not good leadership no. right there. And um, and KD calling out waiters yeah. a couple games ago for not passing him the ball. Yeah, there's just some some big problems going on that you see spill over in public, mm. and it's like you know I feel like. Uh, that reveal that's one of the reasons that team kind of folded at the end so yeah. um, I mean just so much so much stuff to really you know talk about there but um, I mean yeah so your question our our conversation argument was you know is this considered one of the greatest Warriors win of all time or the greatest Warriors win of all time we didn't even really get into that yeah we talked I, about it but yeah well we may have to do another podcast on that but I for me it, it I have conflicting feelings about it because it just felt like Golden State just didn't play great for three quarters. Yeah. But then again, the stats show that they weren't really that bad. But it to me, like a great game is this like just grind of a game. Like, uh, oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, if you're looking for a grind of a game, I. I, <laughs> I mean, not that this wasn't, but it, it felt like I don't know. Now I'm kind of talking myself into it. It felt like Golden State. Just the feel of the game, the flow of the game, it felt like from the first quarter that OKC was going to win. And it seemed like everyone in the stands believed it. Yeah. And then, so I I would say this. I would say greatest fourth quarter. Well, so my friend Matt and I, who we got in this argument, we were yelling at each other for quite some time. And uh, in front of the middle school ministry. Until my wife yelled at us to stop yelling at each other. Um, But uh, that's you know, kind of just a normal, normal thing for us. But um, he was saying, like, he was just really fired up saying, you know, how could this be the greatest win of the Warriors when they've won championships, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they got a couple titles. Like, so he's saying, is this win greater than the win that gives them a championship? And I think what Joe Lake of the owner was saying, what other writers who are saying this means is, uh, you know, great game, right? It's not valuing, you know, just a random conference game versus a championship game. It's just saying, hey, this had everything. This had intensity. It had heroics. It had record-setting performances. Yeah, we. It, yeah, it had a team. Bring that up. It had a team on the ropes. Season about to end. Mm-hmm. Getting outplayed. Getting out hustled. Um, just suddenly being put on the backs of one of their young stars mm-hmm. you know with their with their main star just not able to get it done it, serious arm problems going on with that right elbow obviously the ball's not going in well, you know um still got 31 points though. still yeah which is unbelievable right um and clay thompson carries them and then andre Iguodala finished and then Curry closed it. I'm sorry. Curry closed it. Curry so, closed it. Uh, Russell Westbrook giggling about his defense after game Oops. five. Whoops. And who, big steal at half court. My man, Steph Curry. Whoops. So, he uh, just had everything. Heroics, uh, drama, and it was, you know, it was win or go home, and they got it done. And so, I think that was, you know, the feeling of, of it. So, um, 
I mean, Dan, uh, here's the question: Where do we where do we go from here? How does how does it end? Your thoughts? It honestly, after that game, I I think there's almost no there's no way that Golden State loses next game. It's in Oracle, oh. and and there's this. I think I don't think this is a hot take or anything, but I think Golden State. Uh, thrives best when they're the underdog when no one thinks that they're gonna accomplish something like yeah. you notice this when they when they were uh, I think in the last like two weeks of the season when it looked like they actually might not set the record people yeah. look okay they have to play San Antonio twice they have to play Oklahoma City they're not gonna set the record and they played kind of a crappy couple games before that they lost to uh, Boston they lost to who else did they they lost to the Lakers but that was like earlier in the season just another like team yeah. they should not have lost to. Right. People were saying, oh, they're not going to set the record. Uh, overrated, this and that. And then they grinded out. They won two in San Antonio. They beat OKC. Oh, dude, they lost to the Blazers by like 50. That's what you meant. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. Uh, but I, I think, again, they down 3-1, they found themselves in this spot where – and I think Draymond especially thrives. Like we all saw that video of him reciting all the players that were drafted before him yeah. in the draft. Yeah. He loves being almost kind of like looked down upon, right? Yeah. And they're they're kind of in that position now. So coming back to Oracle, it's not so much this feeling of, hey, we're gonna go to the finals again for the second year in a row and everyone thought we would. It's hey, a couple weeks ago people thought we were gonna lose in five to OKC yeah. and now we're here, game seven. Yeah. We're gonna destroy them. So I, I honestly don't think that there's a way that they lose it. I'm I'm interested to see if if the Vegas line is out right now. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure they're favored, Dan, and I actually think that goes against your point because okay. I don't think they're the underdog in game or seven. I think they're expected to win. All the tweets and writers I saw yesterday were saying, "No way, Golden State loses game seven at home," and that's where I'm like. You don't want to make Russell Westbrook an underdog, right? He's going to thrive in that role, too. So yeah. all I'm saying is, do, do I think the Warriors are going to win? Yes, I've been saying it since they were down 3-1. I said they're going to win three straight and go mm -hmm. to the finals. But um, that's because I'm a giant Warriors fan, and, and a team that won 73, you can't count them out. But you also cannot count out OKC. So for everyone saying, no way OKC wins Game 7, that's silly. Yeah. They have every bit of a good a shot yeah, as the Warriors are winning Game 7. They demolished Golden State in Golden State uh, Game 2. And uh, and Russell Westbrook, it, you know, he's just a wild card. What Russ is going to show up, unguardable Wes or Russ that leaves his feet without a plan? Well, and that's what this game is so – this game is monumental in so many ways because there's, there's so much at stake here. There's the obvious. There's going to the finals and probably beating Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can unpack that. But, but on the other hand, so if Golden State loses this, they had this historic season – uh, Steph had just an outstanding first unanimous MVP ever yeah. shattered his own uh, single season three-point yeah. record they broke a record that many thought would never be broken they went 73 and nine right yeah. so I I guess a quick sidebar question does if they lose game seven if they lose this next game they they get outed in the in the Western Conference Finals like no one no one's gonna remember this season like I'm sorry like do you when you talk of like greatest NFL teams ever, were you like, dude, the Patriots when they when they went eighteen and zero? Uh, you know, like, I I I don't know. I disagree. I think the Warriors fans, um, especially there was so much more. Um, normally, there's very few of us. We're not. Yeah. We're not usually a very good team, but lately, 
Um, I, there's just so many people that have been watching the Warriors. I watched almost every game this year, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's because it was it was a historic year. I think people will remember it. But also, it's like okay, if they don't get it done. Um, you know, they still accomplish some amazing things. And like I said in the last pod, they're going to be in the conversation next year, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? The bot is going to come down to this. Do the Warriors have enough in the tank to win game seven? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a guarantee. Do they have enough in the tank? Because actually they've been outplayed a lot lately. They need a serious gut check. And I will say this, it's going to, it's going to come down the bet. Whoever wins game seven, it's the best team's going to win. You think you can say that. The best team will win Game Seven. Yeah, and um, who's going to come down to who defends? Right, good defense leads to good offense. Who's going to play the best defense? So far, the Thunder have played the best defense for most of the time, but the Warriors have played it when it counted. Um, the Thunder have been playing like just defense out of their mind. There was these moments yesterday as we watched the game. All five guys full lockdown, full locked. Their switch. I've never seen a team switch like the Thunder have, especially on Curry. Yeah, um, they have. And Adam's ability to come out on on the perimeter to Curry is amazing. Um, so, I mean, will the Warriors have enough to win Game 7? And then the question is, if they can win seven in 7 and go on to play Cleveland, how much of an emotional toll has the season, the quest for 73 when everyone said they couldn't, the quest to beat the Thunder when everyone said they couldn't, how much is left when you consider Steph's not right, his elbow's messed up, even though they keep trying to say it's not because they don't want to get targeted, right? His elbow is not right. It's obvious to see. Livingston is done because he had to start for Steph and he had to play yeah. this role that he hasn't been. they haven't needed him to play. He's played it. He's kind of out of gas. Uh, Draymond seems to be going through growing pains, right? That mm. emotions are really getting out of hand and he's you know he's kind of fallen into the leadership of the other guys well, but more technical and he's suspended he's here. yeah draymond is really struggling right now just trying to grow up i uh, will say can i interrupt really quick yeah. that brings up one point that i meant to say about this last game one of the most impressive stats i think of that whole final final half of the fourth quarter so draymond in the in the beginning of the fourth quarter picked up his fifth foul and kerr kept him in yeah did not get another foul, yeah. played amazing defense. Yeah. I think that shows amazing maturity on Draymond's part and a guy who yeah, he's has kind of gotten known as a hothead and a yeah. guy who can't control his emotions. Yeah. He showed that when it counts, man, so he's far. there. So the, will they have enough to get it done? We will see. I think it's going to take the X factor again, Andre Iguodala. But that was the that was the story last year. Yeah, Curry, Curry had the collarbone situation last year, and Iguodala carried him. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's going to have to come down to guys like that uh, because I think right now the Warriors are running on fumes, but yeah. um, but it's a special team, and so we'll see if they can get it done. Dan, I got to ask you. I know we said this was going to be a short one, yeah. uh, but in our last conversation, you and I got a little heated. It was Damian versus Clay, yeah, and I said Clay, and you said Damian, and so I got to flip the script on you, man. We after the game six heroics, has that changed your opinion? Understanding and it's a little bit of yeah. an apples and oranges yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Because, would you agree that Damien's a primary ball handler? Yes. And he needs yes. to dominate the ball. And Clay is not. And Clay is a catch and shoot guy. But so understanding. But if we're going to start a team, mm-hmm. right? And you're choosing between, you know, those guys. Who do you want on your team? Yeah, it's a. I've actually thought about this question a lot, and you you know that I I really like Clay. I really like Damien. So there's no bias in this answer at all. But. Clay very much has it's really hard to look at Clay in the way that we look at Damian because Clay is playing behind like 
the best player in the league right, right now. It's the same way that that Jordan and Pippen, like Pippen was just amazing. I was watching a Hardwood Classic the other day. Yeah. He was he was amazing. Yes. So Clay's amazing. It, it, it's easier for us to say that Damien's better, much like I did last time, because he's the like you said the primary ball handler. And he's the the last remaining starter of this Blazers team that made the second round last year. But so my question to you and, and think. Uh, so you're still with Damien. Well, he, I'm just going to ask a, a follow up question. Okay. You're going to deflect and re. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I will answer after you I will, answer I, this I question. I went on the ledge last time and I, I give me the question. I, I'll get there. I'll get there. So again, t- remove remove any bias whatsoever. The fact just, that I'm a giant Golden State Warrior. Yeah, fan. just okay. try to, just try to. Yeah. So it, switch. So put put Clay on the Blazers, but put like a, a mediocre, like the same level point guard that CJ McCollum is, like a shooting guard. Like okay. Put him on the. This the is Blazers. where the conversation gets difficult because he's not a, really a. Yeah, this yeah. is where it's hard. But can Clay? With the same with the same type of line, and CJ's great, so I'm not saying CJ's not great, but but he's streaky, um, okay defender, still growing. If you put Clay, if Clay's the best player on the on the Portland Trail Blazers, mediocre point guard gets the job done. Um, one, I guess, are the Blazers as good? Um, two, can Clay can Clay carry that type of load? Um, and then the other question is. So to reverse it, and this is where, this is where it raises uh, Clay's stock, in my opinion, is if, and I know it's su- apples and oranges, but if you put Damian, if Damian was like a shoot a shooting guard, right, yeah. <laughs> and you and you put him on the Warriors, like, yeah, are the Warriors as good? No, they're worse. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. So it's <laughs> that hard. got that got a little convoluted. I think your point is it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard really comparison. Hard. Uh, I just think it what comes down to um, Clay has a better body. I don't mean that in a weird way. Uh, he's longer. Dude, he's, he's longer. You are married. You have a child. He's, he's on longer. The way. He's stronger, and um, he, he so go attacking the. Best. I actually think uh, Damien's better getting to the free throw line mm-hmm. because, uh, but I think Clay has a better body for driving, um, and Clay's. By far a better defender, and I just love yeah. defense, and and that's very very important, and um, so that just that just matters. Uh, Clay's yeah. a better shooter. I don't think it's actually close. Oh, it's not close. So, and, and Damien's a good shooter. That just shows you shooter. how good of a shooter Clay is, and you know, in games like this, when your team is down and out. Because Portland was down and out against Golden State, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, not really, but I mean, it was close. <laughs> but but the, here's that's the difference, right? Clay. Won that game last night. No mm-hmm. one's going to say he didn't. Yeah. Damien had that ability to get going and lead his team to victory. Did not. Damien also had to do it night after night. Yeah. Clay. So I don't know. Okay. All that to say, we're getting we're getting too deep into this. Yeah. Damien versus Clay. I still say Clay. I said Clay before the heroics. I would have said Clay all season long. Um, I would. I would say Clay if. I mean, it's the right team, right? Like he, yeah. he doesn't need an amazing all-star point guard. Like, okay, if you here's a great here's a great team. If you stick Clay, so Clay on the Blazers with Mike Connolly as your point guard. Oh, they they're awesome. That's incredible. That's yeah. But you you put him with like Jarrett Jack or Nate yeah, Robinson and that team's not trash. With Jarrett Jack. Well, I'm saying Clay. I know. I'm just saying. You know, I, I don't get the comparison, I guess. I mean, if wow. Damien was playing with bad players. Do you understand basketball? If right? Damien was playing with bad players, I would get your comparison. But he's playing with C.J. McCollum. Yeah. He's a baller. 
I'd still say Dame just because he's had to handle the workload night in, night out. But it's yeah. it's very clutch. And it's just a super hard yeah, conversation. Hard conversation. Apples and oranges. I don't know. I, I, if, hey, if you're still out there in podcast land, uh, thank you. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, okay. Final question. Yeah. So what, and this will obviously, I'm just super curious and I, I love, you know me, I love hypotheticals. Yeah. If, if Golden State beats OKC, are there shakeups happening, big shakeups in OKC this offseason? Well, the only question is, yeah, will that be Durant's last game in the Thunder? Yeah. If I'm Durant, I don't leave the Thunder right now. They've got the pieces. Yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, I, I've been really impressed by Deion Waiters, who I didn't think was very good at basketball, mm-hmm. and he's played his role well um you know Robertson you know Robertson is like kind of he's impressed me with his life we're talking about a first team NBA all NBA center DeAndre Jordan right I mean Steven Adams is is actually doing so much for the Thunder right now Mm -hmm. I mean emotionally defense rebounding scoring he's just he's a great player um but yeah then Russ Durant they're I don't know if I'm West if I'm KD I don't leave the Thunder but he might We'll It'd be see. silly. I think he, I think his best shot to win is an OKC. So again, to recap this next game, we're both picking Golden State. I'm picking Golden State, but I don't think it's a guarantee. I'm pick like like yeah. I think it's silly to say oh it's guaranteed. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying they're saying they're saying OKC's done. I think that's a stupid yeah. statement. I guess nothing's guaranteed. I yeah. think they're gonna win, and I think they're. Golden State reminded me last night why they're so dang good. Is literally. Because OKC's defense didn't really lapse, even in that that horrible last five minutes they played. It's just that Golden State was making shots that you could not defend. Yeah, Clay was literally his release is so fast he's like deflecting the ball yeah. from his hands into the hoop. Um, anyways, so will tomorrow night is gonna be yeah. So this was ga- this was our game six recap and just the situation. We decided like we were so pumped up from the game and yeah. we just wanted to talk about it and and break it down and um, yeah. Ga- so Monday we're looking at. Uh, not only a game seven, mm-hmm. which will be super exciting, and I think the best team is going to walk away winning this series. And um, they end a bachelorette. App. Is that correct? Yeah. Do we have a bachelorette night. on Monday? So we will we're going to be dro- game. We're going to be dropping a fire hot podcast. Um, you know, based of this Monday's material. So yep. Tuesday, Tuesday morning, be looking for it. Um, we'll do, and this time we'll do separate ones. We'll have a bachelor podcast up and an NBA podcast. Up. Yeah. So, so you, you don't have to kind of poke around, even and, though it's know, riveting or whatever, but Hey, we appreciate, like I said, all the feedback we have. People are saying yeah. they really love, uh, listening, listening to the first episode, which we, we, we love doing it. So I listen to uh, it in the car. Yeah. So we're excited. So, Hey, have a happy Memorial day weekend. Everybody remember that freedom isn't free and, uh, have a fun and safe weekend. <laughs> <laughs>